Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another episode of the Kicking Cover Podcast. Um, today we have Coach Adam Wilson with us. Uh, coach is most recently the tight ends coach and special teams coordinator at South Cobb High School in Austell, Georgia. Um, and if you don't know where that is, just think south of Atlanta. Um, or was it west? Remind me, Coach. It's uh, it's west. There you go. Sorry. See, I already, I already, butchered, I already butchered that part up. So, <laughs> Coach, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm, I'm doing all right. It's it's as I said to you earlier, it's tiring setting up a bunch of stuff. So by the time this comes out, it'll be out that I've helped with our state association's state clinic. Um, if you did not see that, you can go ahead and um, look that up. It's very affordable, and they're just going to leave everything on the association website. Uh, the goal at the time of this recording is 150 speakers, and I think we're at like 80 or so. Um, college and high school coaches so I mean it's a it's a really good lineup and honestly they're still finalizing some guys and I'm still getting emails throughout the day so um, my goal is to have all that finalized but in the next week and who we got who we got um, so yeah so kind of coach how did you end up at um, before we get into kick return um, how did you end up at South Cobb so I first First started uh, helping out when I was in college at West Georgia. I was a student assistant for two years and a graduate assistant for one. Um, and then I got a job at Heritage High School in Conyers. And I worked there for a year as the ninth grade offensive coordinator and helped out on Fridays. And then I got a job at Paulding County High School uh, coaching tight ends. That was my first time, you know, having my own position group and, and really uh, working with the varsity all the time. So that was a good experience, and I was there for three years, uh, and then I got the job at South Cobb two years ago. So I just finished up my second season there. Awesome, Coach. Um, what, what was kind of like that that transition for you, like moving going from West Georgia to the high school ball? Uh, it was definitely different. Um, you know, obviously having not worked at the high school level before, uh, it was a it was kind of a big transition. Um, but it was something that, you know, I really wanted to do. And, and uh, you know, it was kind of difficult to get a job for me. Um, when I was coming out, I ended up emailing everybody with like within an hour and a half of where my fiance was living at the time. Um, and, you know, got a bunch of answers back from that. But Heritage was just a really good fit for me. Um, but, yeah, it was it was a big transition because, um, you know, at that school, I had the opportunity to basically take the ninth grade program over being a first-year coach, so it, it was a great learning experience getting thrown in the deep end. <laughs> well, I, I, I know how that is, Coach. My third year, I took over a freshman program, and it's an interesting experience, and it's it's a very it's a learning experience. You learn a lot of what not to do during that during that time, and like, oh yeah, I need to do this better. So, 
Well, I, I appreciate you coming on, Coach. And uh, Coach is going to talk some um, double wedge middle return today. Um, kind of like kind of like normal. We'll kind of love talk, and I'll throw my bad Woody banner here and there, and um, questions as we go or questions at the end, and kind of just let him do his thing. Um, like I said, as I told him before we came on, or my, like my biggest goal with this podcast is kind of this be a special teams resources for guys and um like i said whether it's somebody clinicking on more of a clinic style or more of a conversation an interview kind of q a like that's kind of the the focal point and i mean we'll kind of see how stuff evolves in the next couple months um but like i said i just appreciate coach coming on um so coach um the floor is yours sir all right, guys, so this is what we're looking at. So I'll kind of give you um, a background before I get started um, about, you know, how I got to become the special teams coordinator and, you know, what I try to do and, and some of the culture stuff and all that. So um, I actually became like I didn't get hired to be the special teams coordinator. Um, I got hired to be the tight ends coach. Um, and then, you know, we started working on special teams. I guess this was like middle of July and realized pretty quickly that if we were going to have any success, we needed one guy to take it over. Um, and so I just kind of volunteered for it. And, you know, I'd worked with special teams a little bit when I was at Paulding County, um, but, you know, never to, to this degree to kind of take it over. And, you know, I just tried to run with it as best I could. And um, so South Cobb is, is one of those schools where, like, when I got there originally, like special teams was kind of like looked down on. And so part of what I've tried to do is, is change that and kind of change the mindset of the kids and, and kind of get them to be excited about being on it. Because I think, you know, with special teams, that's one of the first things you have to do is is focus on that unit culture. Um, because if you can't get kids to buy in and, you know, play at 100%, then, you know, the team across the way that you're playing, you know, they may be bought in and then, you know, obviously they're going to have more success. Um, so, like I said, some of the ways that, that we've done it has been just be excited about it, you know, show the kids – uh, that you're prepared and, you know, that you, you know, took the time over the weekend to have a game plan in place and that you're organized and excited about it. And, you know, that just rubs off on them. So and then the two biggest things that, that I always preach is attitude and effort. So right here, you see our scheme right here. Um, like I'm really simple when it comes to special teams uh, because, you know, we're not, we're, we're in Georgia and we're a six, a program. Um, but we're not one of those schools that has a ton of depth. So we have to use a lot of guys that that play on Fridays on offense and defense on special teams. So I like on special teams, I like to keep it fairly simple. All right. So that's kind of how we got to the to the middle wedge um, right here. So you can see the scheme. Uh, it's pretty simple. Some of the times we'll change the the R3 and the L3 right there. Uh, change their aiming point to where they can split the difference in between the numbers and the hash. Um, but a lot of times we've had them go to the hash and, and been pretty successful there. Now, coach, when you when you're teaching this, what 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 are you telling? I mean, like we run a similar scheme on ours. Um, mm -hmm. So a, a couple quick questions. Um, what what is your biggest teaching point for that front front? what well, I'd call it your group of six up there. Yeah, the, the biggest teaching point is to turn and run, man, because a lot of times they get kind of hesitant. And, I mean, you, you kind of have a, a ways to go. You kind of have a, a distance to go. 
Um, so you really just have to turn and run. And, you know, they're trying to eye the, the guy on kickoff the whole time. And the biggest thing is to just tell them, like, look, you've got to turn and run and get to your point. And then once you're there, then you can locate that guy running towards you. Okay. And then uh, when if somebody's kicking off the hash, do you make it more of a hash return? Um, you know, like we'll get we'll get close. Um, a lot of times, what I'll tell them is is the near hash. So, like, let's say, like in this situation where I have the the kickoff team drawn up, the ball's on the hash right there. And normally, what, from what we've seen is, if teams if they put it on the hash, they'll kick it straight down the hash. Yeah. And so, you know, like generally, what we say is. Like, we don't want to go all the way to the far hash because generally there's yeah. not going to be enough time for that. So we'll look at some clips here, see guys doing good stuff, see them doing it right, because I think that's probably the best way to show it off. So we see these three guys right here, right? We're turning and running. We've gotten back to our landmark. All right, then we sink in our hips and explode through right there. And one of the most important things with this return is you have to have returners that are going to hit it. Um, you know, you can't have guys back there that are going to dance or they're not going to follow the scheme and they'll try to take it, you know, around the numbers or anything like that until you break through, right? Like we did on that one right there. We'll show it again. Because obviously, you know, if they if they try to take it to the numbers, they're not going to have any blocking. Like especially if they try to go to the far number or whatever right there. So you've got to have disciplined returners that kind of buy into the scheme. And luckily this year, two years ago, we did right there. You see how fast those guys are running right there just to get back to the spot. One of the most important things, obviously, with that front line, right, is they have to ensure the kick. You don't want any surprise onside kicks or anything like that. Getting good, good job of sinking in the hips. Now, getting a body on a body right there. What 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 is the biggest way people try to combat you? Do they just try? To with it um um you know we really haven't seen too much of that um <laughs> until this past year actually our last game of the season um we were actually using some backups because it was you know it was the last game and the head coach wanted to play all seniors so i had to completely change up who we were playing on special teams and what a team ended up doing is they did an excellent job like I, they were a playoff team and i can't stress what a great job they did so normally teams really can't squib it because there's nowhere to squib it to. Um, that's part of the reason uh, that I put these two guys back a little bit. So that way there's no major holes. Well, they did a great job. They managed to get it right in between with perfect accuracy, right in between this guy and this guy. Okay. And they ended up recovering it because this guy, not this particular kid on the screen, but the guy that was playing this spot, uh, unfortunately, was not able to catch the ball right there. Um, so that would, that's probably what I would say would be the, the biggest issue. Um, what we ended up doing was just moving everybody up five yards, and that seemed to fix it, where they started kicking it deep and we didn't have to deal with it again. 
but that that's probably the best job uh, yeah. that I've seen in terms of combating it. Like I said, just inside the hash there. That's really what we try to tell the returners is you, you need to make sure that you're in, in between the hashes. And you're going to want to get north probably like within the first few steps. He does a really good job right here. Getting north and getting what you can. And like I was talking about with the relentless effort part, just working to stay on your blocks opens up a good opportunity right here. This is a good look about the second level right here, okay, on that wedge. This is what happens, like, when the wedge doesn't quite come together like they should right there. Like, this wing right here has got to do a better job of running to the middle guy right here. That's what we tell our two wings is, right, they need to get really tight right there to the middle guy. Now, would you want your back wedge to get a little tighter than that, if possible? Yeah, if if possible, if possible. I, I like I said, I, like we run some somewhere, so that far guy, it's gonna be a little hard for him to get there sometimes. Mm -hmm. But that I'm just asking, we try to get as tight as possible, and then let it burst. Yeah, we're the we're the same way. We would like to see him a little bit tighter right there. Good job of getting what you can right there. Now, in terms of how do you drill that front line in practice? So normally in practice, like what we'll do is, is we'll, a lot of times we'll split up, like especially this front group and we'll work drop into the spot. Like I'm a big guy where I like to break down the different techniques and break down the different pieces of it. Like running back to that spot, to me, that's something that has to be drilled separately. Yeah. Is dropping to that spot really quickly. All right. And then once you're there, how do you get hands on the guy and drive him? And if I think if you break that down and then you can kind of piece it back together. And you know, it's it's not anything fancy. Like, like I said, I mean, with drill work in general, like even when it comes to my tight ends, like I'm not I'm not, I don't believe in fancy drills just drilling exactly what you're going to have to do and break it down piece by piece yeah. and just get really good at the parts of it and then put it together.
another really simple thing that we've done um, to get kids to buy in is just buying Gatorades for for the unit. If they do a really good job, um, we bought wings before, like when we got that touchdown uh, on the very first play that I showed. We got a whole bunch of wings. We got like a hundred wings or something like that. Now, when you install this, do you do you just do it on the field, or do you show them clips and in, in the classroom first in a, in, in a normal year? I'll phrase it that way. <laughs> yeah, like you said, in in a normal year. So, unfortunately, we were we were we weren't able to get the meeting time um, that I would have liked um, this year. Last year it was a little bit easier, um, so we were able to install it in the classroom first, but. You know, I think that's one of those things at the high school level, like you'd always want more time. Yeah. I know the guys at the college level probably feel that way too. But yeah, we, we normally install it in the classroom first and then kind of walk through it and then run through it and, like I said, break it down part by part. One of the things that you'll see too with kids on kickoff return is not using their hands enough. There were a few kids right there. They got to do a better job of using their hands, striking and driving right there. One of the big things that we stress. Making sure they drive their feet when they make contact. Do you know off the top of your head how many yards you average on the return this year? A rough idea. Um, and I could look it up. Uh, I want to say probably around thirty. Yeah, that's why at times as I've seen the return yards at the top, I see a lot like twenty-five to thirty-five. Mm-hmm. Good job there, striking and driving. So this is like a situation where, like you were talking about, where the wings got to do a better job of coming with that middle guy right there. Yeah. He's just kind of like hopping right here. He needs to be right there on his hip. Yeah. 
Well, because if you if you did it there, then you probably wouldn't have hey you wouldn't have to avoid that first initial guy the way you did. Yeah. So. One of the cool things this year was because of Corona and just the lack of depth that we have, we got to use a lot of freshmen on, on Fridays. And that was really satisfying because, man, those kids were were bought in. Only being 14 years old and getting to play on Fridays. And, you know, they were only doing special teams, but, man, they were making the most out of it. Yeah. This team had a really good kickoff unit. It was hard to get anything against them. They were like bats out of hell, man, flying down the field. This is kind of a situational thing that you got to be prepared for, I think. After like a huge penalty, just making sure your guys know how to line up on kickoff return. You don't want to be in a situation where you've never practiced it, and then they're like trying to figure out, well, where do I stand? You know, do I line up any differently? That type of stuff. Yeah. Good job driving by that kid right there. In terms of game prep, too, one of the things that I like to do for kickoff return is chart all their kicks. If they're a team that likes to mix it up, um, we see a good variety in Georgia. Like there's some teams like this is Dalton. When we played them, they did, they didn't change the whole year. They yeah. did the exact same kick every time, put it on the same hash every time. So that week was a little bit easier, but you'll see some teams and they scatter it all over the place. So yeah. like, to all that, and that, that way, you know, in practice, we know kind of where they're going to put it and we get to practice different situations. Oh yeah, like high school can kick can, can be erratic as it is, but especially I mean, I mean you can see a lot by charting. Now for high school punting, I just set that paper on fire. That, that's useless. That's useless, at least in our state. Yeah. Like just, yeah, no, it's 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 like that here too. It's like sweet. Absolutely. God. It's like I did that my first year. I charted every punter every week. I want, to yeah. pull, I want to pull my hair out by the end of the year. Like it's just like this is just <laughs> abysmal. That's that's why at a certain point I was just like my return. You here's how many yards you need to stand away. Outside of that, eh, good luck. <laughs> this yeah. this is a little more accurate. The only team I had a problem with this year was like Xenia. Xenia's the only one because they can kick it about. They still squib it, pop it about anywhere. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they did a really good. They did a really good job. And then Beaver Creek, who we had at the end of the year, was a little bit of a problem too. But they essentially squibbed and onsided every time. So, I mean, yeah, that can be a unpredictable. Yeah, that's what we just do the hands team essentially out against them. So, mm-hmm. um, but the rest of these teams, you can get a really good idea of where they're going to kick to. An example right there of the returner not being disciplined. Probably should have gotten more out of that. If you look at that big hole right there in the middle. Yeah. Playing foot and cut up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're still probably going to get tackled probably roughly about, eh, maybe, maybe, same spot, maybe a little bit more. But if you just break one tackle, you just got green grass there instead of... I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like I had a conversation with Corey Gardner yesterday. I mean, we talked about spilling on um, defense. Like mm-hmm. I, I would much rather force somebody to go east and west than I north and south. Like oh, absolutely. So if you're if you're going to keep running sideways, that's fine with me. Absolutely. Another example right there of it. Same thing, like we were just talking about. Much rather you go east and west. Especially if, if you're a better athlete. Yeah. How many how, how much practice time did you get during the week last year? So we get for for kickoff return we get about See, probably 10 minutes a day. Well, 10 minutes twice a week. And then, you know, obviously the walkthrough on Thursday. So not not a ton of time, but you know, enough to get enough to get some things done. Why did I, I never never asked you why you did this, but why is this the return scheme you guys kind of went to? Um I think we just kind of went to it just because it's it's simple um, and it's it's balanced. You know, it doesn't really matter, like, what kind of kick you get. You can always kind of take it back to the middle of the field and, and try to bust it three right there. Okay. Um, and then on top of that, um, in ter- how, how much turn uh, – obviously you mentioned last week there you kind of put a bunch of different kids in because the seniors playing, but – how much turnover did you have throughout the season because of COVID on that on that on at least on this unit? Yeah, we were really fortunate uh, with COVID. Um, we we had to reschedule one game, um, but other than that, we were we were really lucky um, with with COVID. So um, it really wasn't because of that. Now we did have a lot of injuries throughout the season, okay. um, and that kind of made for for some interesting Friday nights. 
where you're having to put different kids in, um, you know, especially when, when, you know, you look out there and you've got five freshmen out there um, because, you know, this year we were in a situation where our sophomore and junior classes were smaller. So we had to rely on those freshmen a lot, uh, but they did a great job. Luckily, you know, the, like I said earlier, they, they took pride in it. Okay. I mean, is there, I mean, personnel wise, what were you kind of looking for from the front six? Let me go back to the to the first slide here. I think you may have had it in there, or at least something kind of similar. But oh, I can kind of build off front that. line guys, like the middle guys. Yeah, those are going to be you know your linebackers. Uh, if you got some really fast edge guys, yeah. So this will probably help you right here. But these these two guys right here, right? That's going to be your linebacker, your pass rusher guys. Um, but it's it's and really everybody on here's got to be able to run. Like I don't I don't believe in in putting guys on here that can't run. Like I it, I just think it's too hard. Um, these two guys on the edge here, they've got to be really good athletes. Those are normally like your your DB safeties uh, because they've got a really far distance to run. I mean they're they're at the number, right? And they've got to run all the way back here to the hash or splitting the difference yeah. right here and then. That's a pretty far distance. So generally, those are your your DB speed guys. These guys are are probably your slower guys, um, because obviously they don't have as far to run. So, um, like I had a one of my tight ends on there this year. Um, a linebacker. I've used linebackers. I've used um, like safeties. Those kind of bodies right there. Um, obviously your wings will be, will be faster guys. Cause you know, some teams will squib it to the wings. Um, like you were talking about what teams did. A lot of teams will try to do that. Luckily we had good success with those guys of, of catching the ball and, and getting what they could out of it. Yeah. Um, but that's one of the things that teams did to stop us from getting as explosive a return. Yeah. Kind of one of their answers. Um, but like I said, yeah, we would use pretty good athletes right there, you know, running backs, um, DBs, wide receivers, if they can block. Oh. Oh. And then the, the the guy in the middle right here, the up back, it's, it, we used a linebacker right there, um, but he was a good, pretty good athlete. Um, I've used bigger running backs and stuff like that. So, And then obviously your returners are just your two best athletes that can catch. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the key there, that's catching and tracking the ball there, Coach. Now, we, we kind of talked about um, earlier about – like the front line guys and what that drill you did with them. What about what about the back three there? Yeah, the back the back three. It's a similar type drill where we're talking about breaking it down and just practicing on them coming together in different situations. No matter where the ball's kicked, that's probably the biggest thing. Like we saw in some of those clips, um, you know, that's still still an area that that we constantly have to work on. But like I said, just breaking it down. Um, into parts so that way you know they can come together right there all right coach well i mean and just kind of do you have any closing thoughts on the kick return before we get we start wrapping up coach um closing thoughts <laughs> not really the, the, the big, the, i would the big say just, just find something that works for your kids that would yeah. that would be my my biggest advice is find something that works for your kids and be excited about it right 
Like special teams shouldn't be one of those things that's like a punishment or for guys that are not starters or whatever. Like try to find a way to make it fun and exciting in your program. Now, see, see, and I'll, I'll follow follow up on that. Like, because you mentioned earlier about like wings and stuff for the unit. How else did you create buy-in besides obviously the food? Like I said, I would say, and I mentioned this earlier. Um, you know, the the special teams player of the week buying Gatorades. It, you would be amazed how excited high school kids get for Gatorades. Um, and then I would just say, too, the energy that you bring every day. You know, if you're excited to be there and you're organized and you have a plan, then I think the kids will buy into to what you're trying to get them to do. Yeah. So, all right, Coach. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Um, coaches, um, his contact information, um, it, if I could speak right now. Coaches, his contact information will be in the bio. Um, if you're watching, um, like I said, there's kind of where he's at and located and all that. But like I said, his Twitter and all that stuff will be in the bio. Obviously, same thing for our normal listeners on the podcast app, uh, apps Anchor and Spotify. Um, his contact information will be in there. Um, I think at this point, most people are probably watching on YouTube anyway, just because the visuals. Um but either way, his contact information is about. Please reach out to Coach. Give him a follow. Um, if you have any questions about special teams or tight ends, uh, just, just reach out to Coach. Um, and then, like normal, like, subscribe. It helps the channel. It helps people find the videos. And it uh, helps continue to make this thing grow into what it is. I want to thank everybody for listening. And this was another episode of the Kick and Cover Podcast. Mm-hmm.